Welcome to Slices of Life, the podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help me navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. How many times have you felt overwhelmed because you have too much on your plate? It could be because you've said yes to too many things, or you could be wasting your time, energy, or emotion on the wrong thing. Knowing how and when to set boundaries can change all that. In today's episode, we'll talk about what boundaries are, why they're important, and the areas of your life that they contain when you set them in place. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an in-your-words question. We want to know, what is the hardest thing for you to say no to? The hardest thing for me to say no to is easily my children. Um, Now, it's never been hard for me to say no to them when they were growing up and they were under my roof. Um, I was pretty practical about saying no. They certainly weren't spoiled. But as they have grown up and moved out and married and had their own children, um, it's really hard for me to say no to them when they need help, especially with grandbabies, um, but just help in general as well. Um, I think it's just because it's, you know, just an impulse to care for your kids. So when they ask for help, it's an opportunity to, but the reality is, as they move out, it's like everything kind of expands exponentially. Um, but the time doesn't. So there are more people in our family there, especially with weddings and grandbabies. Um, and, but there's no more of me in some ways, there's less of me, a little bit, a lot less energy. Um, and then other things that have, you know, commitments and endeavors that have filled my time. So, um, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's just this, conflict that I didn't anticipate. You know, you always think of your kids and helping them out, but I just, I can't. So it's really hard to say no. Um, sometimes I, I squeeze and, you know, and just make things happen. So I don't have to say no. Um, and it works out sometimes other times I regret it and realize it was just too much. So, yep, that's easy answer. That's what it's hard. Hardest for me to say no to is my loved ones. Thanks. My name is Denise, and one thing that I can never say no to is chocolate chip cookies. I don't know if that's what you're asking for, but chocolate chip cookies are kind of my vice. I really love them. I'm gluten-free, so I shouldn't eat them, but I just can't say no when somebody offers me a chocolate chip cookie. So it wasn't too long ago that I would have defined myself as a people pleaser. I said yes to anything, especially when I first moved to our neighborhood and got involved in the school. Every time there was a volunteer committee, every time there was an activity, I was yes, 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 yes. I think that was great because that was the way I started to meet people. Eventually, I continued to say yes to things because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do because I had time on my hands. I was a stay-at-home mom. And of course, we all know that stay-at-home moms do a lot of work at home. It's not like we're sitting at home doing nothing. However, I could stop what I was doing to go into school and work in the library. I could stop what I was doing to go in and help where they said they needed me. And I really didn't have any boundaries around what it is that I said yes to. And I didn't have any boundaries as to what I was willing to do. And so eventually I found out that 
I couldn't deliver on some of the things I promised because I was taking too much onto my plate. And then sometimes when I did take on things that I really wanted to do, it would take time that I really didn't have. And so I started to get resentful of it. And the Mm -hmm. one thing I needed in my life was boundaries. And with that, an understanding of my values, which we've talked about in other podcasts, what is it that I really want to do with my time? Well, I just want to mention that um, I read the boundaries books. Um, I think back when they came out, which I believe was in the 1990s and they are, they were by, um, Henry cloud and John Townsend. And, um, I just want to highly recommend those, those books. There's boundaries in general, boundaries in marriage, boundaries with children, etc. Um, and why they're important is I think part of the reason they're important is because a lot of us don't have good boundaries. And Kimberly, you gave a really good example of how people, um, particular, particularly people pleasers or people who are new to the area or people who have been working out of the home and are now stay at home moms or dads or whatever. Um, they think just because they have time, they have to give it away. So it's kind of an interesting, um, concept and I totally resonate with it. Um, Kimberly. So boundaries are, are like, imagine literally a fence around your property. That's, that's the metaphor for a boundary. Um, a fence around your, your own body, a fence around your mind and how you protect it, a fence around your emotions so that you're not, um, either inappropriately emoting all over people all the time or so boundaries are sort of, this is the place where I'm safe staying within. And again, they relate to, um, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, etc. And the scriptures say something about, um, your boundaries falling in pleasant places. I don't know if anybody knows that reference, but we can put it in the show notes. And I just love that. It's like our boundaries are not meant to hold us back and they're not meant to, um, you know, go out too far. They're meant to fall in a place that's comfortable for us. So we get to choose our boundaries. And in fact, we need to choose our boundaries and we need to own our boundaries. There are different kinds of boundaries. There are physical boundaries. So that could be your, what we call your physical space. How close do you want to get to people? Are you a hugger? Are you a kisser? We get to determine who may touch us and under what circumstances. And we also, as parents, many of us need to help our children teach, Uh, learn about that as well. Obviously for, um, all kinds of reasons, um, like, you know, the whole, you have to kiss your grandmother, you have to kiss your aunt and uncle and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, they don't necessarily have to, if they're not comfortable with it. So we are the guardians of physical boundaries until people sort of take them on and decide for themselves, such as children. Um, the mental boundaries, you know, I think about one of the examples I'd give of this is sort of your mindset. Um, where are you going to allow your mind to go? So I know, for example, if I'm in a really, um, busy period of time and I've got a lot on my plate, anxiety starts to build in my mind as I go through lists and, um, I start to think about, you know, the what ifs or how am I going to get this done? Or I think about, uh, something that Oswald Chambers calls, um, vain imaginings there again, I think it actually is scriptural, Um, vain imaginings. What am I making up? What am I telling myself? Well, we can control our minds. And then it's kind of very closely linked with emotional boundaries. Um, you know, what, what, for example, toxic people, people that impact our emotions, um, with, with great pain. 
Um, I hate to say this, but I think sometimes these relationships have to do often with our parents. I know for me, it did. Um, I had to really learn to put some boundaries about the relationship between my mother and myself and give her the reasons why and, and learn about my own boundaries because really she upset me emotionally when she came into my space uninvited. So again, that would be a sort of emotional boundary. Also, there are far worse far more toxic people, um, you know, in relationships, sometimes between a man and a woman, you realize this person is taking advantage of you and, um, your emotions are getting, uh, locked into their emotions, if that makes any sense. And so you need to put a stop to that. Or even the friend who's like a really, really needy person who is just going to keep kind of keep taking whatever you'll give. At some point you have to, um, protect yourself from sort of losing your life to that other person emotionally and again, mentally and spiritually as well. Um, yeah, I love the concept of spiritual boundaries. Speaking of that, this is sort of like, what do I want to do and what's God's will for me? That's a, that's a tough one. And actually something I feel at this point in my life, having made many mistakes with boundaries and totally having said yes to many, many things, too many things, that is a chronic problem of mine. Um, I have. To, I love the idea that the good robs from the best, and that God has the best in mind for us. What? Where? Where is God's will for me, and where's my will for me, and how do I make sure that my life is live is I'm living my life in accordance to Him? And I think we do that through prayer and through the scriptures. You know, I think that when people hear the word boundaries they don't always have a positive reaction to it because they're thinking maybe in terms of like rules or things I can't right. do, but just like a budget and just like our values that those, those boundaries, those lines create freedom, the freedom that we can roam within. Um, and so I think part of our job here today, I hope is to change people's minds and help them understand how, amazing these boundaries can be and how much they can help us become fully alive, you know, in many areas of our life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I love the analogy too of, of the budget of, um, you know, what we're eating. We have this idea that being able to eat whatever we want, whenever we want it, or spend as much as we want to spend and then when somebody comes in or even we decide we're going to impose some boundaries on us, oh my gosh, I feel like a prisoner. It really isn't the truth. You really actually do feel the freedom in more clarity, understanding, and choice in what mm -hmm. you've, you've decided to put your boundaries around. So I think that's really important. Yeah. It is freedom. And when you, it's very hard to, de to describe that until you try it. Yeah. Very true. You know, we all have a finite amount of resources, energy, focus, and I think what happens is if we split ourselves up too much, if we divide our time, our focus, mm -hmm. our energy mm -hmm. over too many things, we're, we're not going to be as effective in what, right. we, yes. what it is we're doing. And I don't just mean like in the work we do, I mean like in the relationships we have, whether it's with other people, whether it's with God, whether it's with our children, I think it just um, dilutes and diminishes the impact, the deep, meaningful impact we can have. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the whole idea of spread too thin. Mm -hmm. um, I think about that again, like, you know, think about, um, I'll use a silly example, like a peanut butter sandwich. 
say you take that peanut butter and you spread it really thin on the bread and you barely can taste the peanut butter because it's mm, so weakened. That's so good. And when, and when instead, like if you put a nice, good slab on there with maybe even some peanuts in there, I like chunky peanut butter, uh, you can taste the fullness of it. And I think it's the same way with life. And, um, again, I'm such a chronic, um, pleaser and, and as they, as Gretchen Mm. Rubin calls it, obliger. And I'm really seeing, um, and, and, you know, Kimberly, I have to say, Kimberly Michi, you've helped me with, helped me with that to see when I'm, um, when I'm saying yes and spreading too thin, I'm sure you'd be able to talk to me about that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I think of, um, in terms of, uh, boundaries. I think a lot of people think too, that if they put boundaries in their life, that they're being selfish, mm-hmm. especially as Christian and Christian women, we nurture, we love, we serve, and absolutely we should be serving others even when we feel like we have nothing left. And I think there is a biblical basis right. for that. And I think there's a grace for that and an empower for, empowerment for that at certain times. Right. Um, however, I think that when you have boundaries, it creates an expectation for you and for the people in your life. And guess what? They'll respect those boundaries. Absolutely. You know, yep. it, it lets them know that you respect yourself um, and that you also respect them in return. Yes. And um, so maybe, Noelle, you can talk a little bit more about that as in terms of relationship and friendship. Absolutely. I think the first thing I wanted to say is boundaries build strong connections with others. It's really important to remember that we think boundaries separate, but actually the a boundary is something that you can do, use in your friendships to actually build healthy, strong connections with other people. And I think there's three kind of areas that we definitely need boundaries in our friendships. The first one is time. If you want to have a healthy friendship, you have to have time for people. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Mm -hmm. But life is busy. So the first thing that I think as women, especially if you're in a season of life where you're raising a family, friendship gets squeezed out of the schedule. And you're just trying to find, you know, little pockets of time to meet up with this person or that person. It's important to put a boundary in your calendar that you're going to spend time with a friend this day, once a month, meet up at the coffee shop, but you're putting that boundary in your schedule that this is where friendship is going to be tended and cultivated. And the same token, if you are like a, a people pleaser like myself and Elise, um, sometimes your friends can easily uh, suck up all your time because you're just <laughs> you just you're just kind of like giving it away freely. So one of the things I've had to do is I have boundaries in my day. I've said this, I don't know, probably a dozen times on this podcast, but there is a time in my day where my friends know I'm not answering the phone or the text message. And that's the hours between 3.30 and 6 o'clock. I don't answer my phone. I don't answer your text messages, your emails, nothing. Boxer, you're not going to hear from me because that's homework time. And I need to give that to my kids. That is a boundary that I have with my friends. And as you said, Kimberly, they respect it. So it's important to actually be concrete with your boundaries and understand where you're drawing the line and why you're drawing the line. Mm -hmm. The second area I think is really important that we as women really need to get good at boundaries is what we're talking about with our friends, what we share about ourselves and what we share about others. So starting with ourselves, you know, just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean they need to know every aspect of your life, of your marriage, of your kid's life. We need to have boundaries of what we share with people. 
the the closer the intimate connection is, the longer the history, perhaps the more you'll share. But when you first are building a friendship with someone, you don't need to go into all the deep, dark secrets of your life with that person. It's just not necessary. We need to have boundaries to protect ourselves and our family members, the people that we love. It's very mm. important to understand that. The second part of that is what we share about other people. Sometimes we don't have good boundaries about what we're saying about other people to our friends. Um, I, I, I guess the blunt word for that is gossiping. You know, mm-hmm. we'll be at, mm-hmm. at a prayer meeting and we'll be like, you know what? Just want to, you know, share a little prayer request for Karen. She is, um, and I, I don't, I'm not talking about a specific Karen here, just so you know. <laughs> um, I'm using it as an example. Fictitious Karen. You know, she's struggling in our marriage. Her and her husband are not even sleeping in the same room. Don't tell her I told you that, but let's just pray for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, you are mm-hmm. not a good balance. You need to not, that's not the place or the time yeah, to talk yeah, about this. Yeah. So that's important in friendship to know that we're not to share every aspect of our friend's life with people and knowing where to draw the line mm-hmm. and how to protect each other and how to honor each other with what mm-hmm. we share. Mm-hmm. And last, I would say, is treatment. You know, we train people how to treat us. Mm, yes. And someone told me that a long time time ago. And I think it's taken me a really long time to finally understand and apply that. But we need to teach people how to, how to respect us and what we're comfortable with and what we're not comfortable with. And the way that we do that is simple communication. An example of this is, um, my daughter was at a play date and there was a little boy, um, who, who was there, who was related to the sibling that she was playing with and the boy kept on hitting her like you know just as kids do and um i'll never forget it i watched her and she turned to him and said you need to respect me you can't hit me and he stopped hitting her Hmm. you know she taught him what she was comfortable with and what she's not comfortable with so if in a a friendship if we feel like a friend is taking advantage of us Hmm. is me, me doing something that's hurting us or is not taking our taking us seriously our dreams it's we can say listen the way you're treating me is not okay and i need you to know that and that's building a boundary and some friendships may be kind of rattled by that because there may be some codependency there may not be good healthy communication happening or maybe it's just not a strong friendship but some friendships really actually blossom and grow from a place where we actually are able to line up the lines of boundaries. What is okay? What is not okay? What are we comfortable with? What are we hurt by or not hurt by? And it actually will grow stronger because of it. So it's a little uncomfortable. Boundaries are not always mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. We have mm-hmm. to be like, okay, this may be awkward. Me telling my friend that when they just show up at my house during homework time, it's not a good time because I really need to focus on my kids. Mm-hmm. But giving them a clear time, hey, on Fridays, I hang out with my friends. Let's put it on the calendar. Let's get get some coffee so I can really hear you and give you my full attention. That is an opportunity for that friendship to grow and strengthen and become stronger and even get to a place of greater intimacy. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. See, I think that's another example of using boundaries to make time for something rather than um, feeling like they take time away from you. So you're actually being intentional about putting boundaries around time that you're going to spend with friends. And then it, it happens instead of you getting, you know, finding that time, which there's kind of no such thing anyway. So yeah. I love that. I think yeah. that's a great example. 
You know, one of the things that I've been trying to figure out um, is how to put boundaries around my creativity. And I'm finding that, um, you know, we've talked about how I've worked with a life coach and she really helped me get a handle on how I use my time. I've been getting increasingly better at being effective in what it is that I want to do. However, I have to then put boundaries around my focus so that I'm not trying to do everything. I can't, I don't have the focus. I don't have the creativity. I don't have the ability to take on things that would dilute my creativity or dilute my focus. um, Because then what I'm going to be producing isn't going to be done well. Let me give you an example. Right now, um, I've been working on these prayer cards for a Bible study called Worthy of the Calling by Sarah Kuntz. And um, it's kind of a collaboration. And I had a bunch of ideas about what I thought these cards were going to look like. So when I sat down to do the cards, I could have just done them the way I had them envisioned in my head, or I could allow myself the space to really spend time on them to get them where they really should be in terms of more value, more information, more creative. And I, but I need to do deeper work to do that. And if I'm so busy only allotting a certain amount of energy towards it, and I'm not taking the time to let the creativity take me where it needs to go, I'm not going to be doing my best work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a hard one to put boundaries around because mm-hmm. of how we value creativity and thinking time in this day and age in this world, you know, to sort of give your t- yourself the time to, okay, I've got the idea. I've got the plan. I can do these prayer cards the way I had in mind or your desire to really sit with them and expand on them or whatever it is that you want to do with it. That takes, that takes sitting thinking time. And mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to put aside that time. I think oh, it certainly yeah. is for me. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm learning how to do right now is to give that the wow. space it needs and yeah. not say yes to so many cre- creative projects. It's like I'm diversifying right. my schedule. So there's times that to-do list times and then there's times where I just have to sit with what yeah. I'm doing and understand that it may not be finished when I get up from my desk and that's okay because the creative process, I have allotted more time to it later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good tie in to boundaries in time, I think. Mm-hmm. It's certainly an overlap. So, boundaries in time are something that I would say I have great difficulty with. And mm. I've tried to do a lot of um, work to force myself, um, you know, using a planner with more detail or even becoming part of a coaching group that sort of adds in a little bit of accountability and having just gone through this whole, um, Gretchen Rubin for tendencies thing, I really am starting to see that I am a person who needs that structure coming from outside in. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, so, so what does that look like in terms of when you're, when you're figuring out your time, um, finding ways, for example, I realized recently, you know, I've talked about my fitness and I've had some success in, in being a part of max fit challenges for over a year and a half. And they're broken down into 10 weeks and that's all good. That's all focused and that's all specific time and all that. 
but what I realized is there's something coming from out of me, and that is um, my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I want to be there and be healthy for them. So that imposes this sort of boundary, this sort of, um, you know, again, outside accountability that helps me. And I think I'm talking about that in terms of time and how do you figure that out for a person who's, again, I think, Kimberly, you're very good with your time. Noelle, you've figured out great boundaries around your time, just what you were describing with your kid time from 3.30 to 6. Um, and I think one of, and for me, you know, it's sort of like I have a lot of deadline work. Okay, that's easy. I can put that into my calendar. I can put the space around it that I need and that I know. It's a lot harder with, um, I'm going to say, relationships. Uh, it's a lot harder with writing, for example. Um, I, I'm, I love to write. It's a part of the way I process. I have goals with writing, but there's no accountability and there's no... So I don't put it in my time. I don't, I don't block off the time. And if I do... I wiggle that time. I, I, you know, I kind of go, oh, well, um, uh, you know, if I just spend another hour on this freelance assignment, I'll be done. And then the writing is what goes to the side. So, so again, my goal is to have better boundaries and time to block off space to say, this is my writing time and I am going to use it. This is my exercise time. And I'm going to be efficient about that. I'm going to get there. I'm going to come back. I'm not going to um, you know, I'm going to sort of report to my desk at nine o'clock, even though there's nobody sitting in my office waiting for me and watching me walk in the door. Um, so, I mean, I guess I would say we have to go back to the question of what is most important to us. What are the things that matter most to us? What do we value the most and how are we going to put them into some form? I believe in planners, I mean, you, it doesn't have to be physical paper if you don't want it to be, but i that's really good for me. I need to see it. I need to feel it. I need to be able to flip through the pages, see what's coming. Um, and I certainly use an online calendar as well. But um, yeah, we, we've got to be intentional about parceling out our time. And I had all these things in my head for years, but it really helps to get it out of your head and onto paper, into an app or whatever else the case may be. Yeah, Totally. I mean, I think that putting boundaries on my time has really taken me from having pity parties about wanting <laughs> to do what I want to do and not having time to do it. Right. But that was that's not the case. I did have time. Well, I wasn't yeah. planning the time, nor was I protecting the time. Exactly. And the other thing is, too, when you've got that time allotted for the things that matter most, it's then that you can say yes to the extra things to, um, you know, then you can determine rather than being the person who's always like, okay, all right. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, you want me to sign up for that committee? Okay. Well, I'll do it because for example, for me, it might be because I really want to spend time with you, but (laughs) there may be another more efficient way of spending that time with that person or Mm -hmm. whatever. So, um, parceling out that time, it's just, it is a, an awesome tool. And yet again, it's one of those things that may feel constricting to somebody who, sort of box at their boundaries, but ultimately it is freedom and it allows you to get to all the things that matter most to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think like most things that we talk about, boundaries will change over time and mm-hmm. we seasonally yearly need to take time to reevaluate them and see if those right. boundaries are still relevant. Do they need to be moved? The, the people that were in my life last year are not the people in my life this year. Do I need different boundaries for these new set of people because of, for whatever reason. And so, um, 
Always, always good to reevaluate. Yes, yes. Spring cleaning. And and also remembering that other people's boundaries change too. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's hard to pay attention to is the boundaries of someone else in your life may change and you'll be like, whoa, what happened? But whatever season they're in, where they're going through, they need to maybe make some changes to boundaries and we need to extend grace to those people and also maybe even open the door to conversation if we're, if there's some confusion. But, you know, the boundaries you have, with, for instance, when my son was, a, you know, a little toddler, I would help him change into his pajamas. But now he's 10, you know. Mm-hmm. I need to knock on the door before I open, you know, open the bedroom door. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. just an example of how just the boundaries of other people's lives change and mm-hmm. we're learning how to grow and navigate with that and extend grace to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Elise, what's your um, coaching challenge for us this week? Well, I'm really excited, Kimberly, that you found the boundaries quiz online. So uh, my challenge is a simple one. We're going to provide the link and I'm going to challenge people to go to the boundaries quiz and see how they are doing, um, particularly in this one, they're talking about um, difficult relationship situations. And so I, I would love for people to go and check out how they're doing with boundaries. And I'd certainly love for them to share with us, um, whether it be on our Facebook page or, um, you know, we'll put up a, a link in our, well, we'll put up a um, Instagram post that they can respond to. And yeah, tell us, tell us how you're doing with your boundaries and, um, and how maybe taking this quiz will help you to do better with them in the future. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Everything we talked about today can be found in the show notes. You can now find us online at slicesoflifepodcast.com and on social media at slicesoflifepod. We'd love for you to head over to our newly designed site and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get the show notes, resources, additional content, and bonus episodes delivered right to your inbox. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.